With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hippie Era podcast, also known as Uncomfortable Truths. If you're new here, welcome. That's not uh, that's not a good beginning to this segment of welcome. I'm I'm carrying a a lighter because because hold on let me unlock it because I want to light a candle oh you guys can't see it's lit (laughs) it's lit sorry guys this is uh it's not this is not befitting to the vibe of this video today uh I want to keep this vibe a little bit less teary spoiler alert I failed I started getting teary at minute two. I honestly didn't think I'd make it that long. Because God knows for the last week, uh, life didn't feel the same. With everything going on in Palestine, in Palestine, every Muslim feels like they are indebted to talk about what is happening, but also indebted to everyone that's there and everyone that's suffering and all the people that are dying and their family members and the ones that have to live to see that and being uncertain of whether or not they're going to live the next day when we get updates on Instagram everyone always starts their video by saying I'm still alive and I think that makes us feel ashamed because what we live you know in a safe place where there's no war no one is stealing our house no one is coming to teach us a lesson you know we're living peacefully we're living okay and so to see that to see our muslim brothers and sisters literally dying for their land is something i never thought i would see but we live to see the day and It is up to us to be proactive, to speak up, to be alongside them, to not ignore the situation. Do focus on your mental health, but we can't ignore them. You know, so many times when I'm reposting all of these videos and pictures to shed light on what's happening, because very little know what happens, I find myself losing a little life every single time every time i post a baby that's nearing death i feel like like i'm sitting comfortably at home sharing this picture you know but i can no longer sustain seeing this because it makes me want to die alongside them but i can't because that's not what Allah wrote for me and that's not what Allah wrote for all the other Muslims that are reposting and sharing so there is this sense of guilt that like we yes we are sharing yes we are reposting and letting the world know what's actually going on but 
at the same time, it just feels like we have this imposter syndrome that I don't think is going away anytime soon. It's staying. It, and I can sense that it's going to stay until the end of whatever this comes to. Because I can't even imagine how the end is going to look like. But today, I didn't really want to sit and educate you about Palestine. I feel like, you know, there's so many resources out there. Like you, like you have access to the internet. That's, and you're not taking advantage of that. A lot of people are not taking advantage of that. You know, they come to me, they're like, Farah, please teach us about Palestine. Guys, if you actually want to learn about Palestine, you're going to go and you're going to learn about it. You're going to teach yourself about it. You're not going to have this person give you all of this information because if you want the knowledge, you will seek the knowledge. And you can't like go everywhere asking that. You actually have to sit down and educate yourself. Like No one is going to do it for you. And there's no amount of simplification that's going to bring the idea across as well as it should, you know, because this requires you understanding a century of what's been going on, and that can't be put into one statement. Like, yeah, they were just like, you know, oppressed for 75 years, and now they're fighting back. There's, it's so much deeper than that, though. It's There's so much to it, and like, I just urge everyone to actually go and research and learn themselves, because while, yes... You're making yourself uncomfortable by trying to seek information that can be a little biased sometimes. And so you have to distinguish between what's right and what's not. But then you're also a human being. And other human beings are being killed for being in the wrong place. For being born in the wrong place, God forbid. So it's honestly, it's our job as human beings to know despite you having relations to palestine or not like it doesn't matter it really does and like there's this kind of disconnect that i see between white people and the arab world where white people will always start their sentences by saying i don't know enough about the situation okay you it's not that they're Arab that you shouldn't know much about it. Like, you know you can go and learn about it and then actually talk and be confident in your speech about what's going on and what happened in the past years. Like, just because you're white doesn't mean you can use that over and over and over. Like, there's this disconnect I see where white people feel like it's not their place to learn about this or it's not their place to talk about this or search about this or learn about this. We are human beings. I know we have colors. I know we have races. But like, at the end of the day, we all have souls. We all have a family. We all go to sleep at night. We all eat to survive and drink water. So like this disconnect I feel when, you know, I see people that are scared to learn because they might not grasp the issue as well. I get it. But like, it's not an excuse. It really is not an excuse. And I'm sorry I'm lecturing you like this, but it really, someone had to say it. You know, white people feel like it's not their place or they don't belong in this conversation. And it's just a matter of knowing what happened, educating yourself just a little bit and not standing by your president blindly. 
like like he's he's the savior like he's going to fix everything like he's definitely for the people and everyone and for peace because trust me it's not about that the amount of agendas that are taking place currently the 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 allyship right now the the western world against you know the global south it's so scary when you actually learn the truth and it it almost makes you feel like i wish i never learned the truth because because it like exposes you to to the racism of this world you know and i never was one for this narrative or this idea that like racism is embedded everywhere but after learning about this after seeing the truth and seeing the real true colors of people after what just took place i feel like i don't i don't want to be here any longer in this world i feel like i'm i'm excited to leave it and i think i think all muslims feel like that to be honest because when we see people that are not sticking up for Muslims, like people who aren't even Muslim, the majority of them don't even care. It feels like this really is run by a white, everything is run by a white person. So it's not me just complaining, but it's me asking you to take the proactive step to educate yourself and to not think that it's not your place because at the end of the day, this is a human humanitarian issue, and you are a human being, so it is your place. And to know how to distinguish between sources, that's a different thing. Like, know that ABC News and Fox News and CNN are not the only source, if, if not, not even sources to begin with, you know? But I'll, I will leave that up to you. Today, I wanted to talk about patience now here's the thing about patience here's the thing about this topic um i thought about this topic after i did my second episode in this podcast the idea of patience the whole concept of patience because i feel like that is the only thing keeping me going you know and in islam patience it's a different virtue altogether. Like it's not on the same level as as many of the virtues, but patience is brought to a level high above them that almost supersedes all of the virtues. So that's why I was excited to talk about patience. I just didn't want it to be under these circumstances, but I guess this is what Allah willed. And so I'm going to talk about patience under these circumstances. So the thing that I wanted to first mention was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ إِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةً إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ And find strength and seek help in patience and prayer. And it is a burden and a big burden at that except for those who are humble in the heart. And it's so interesting that Allah put sabr and salah in the same place, in the same 
level almost and he even put sabr before salah it's not to say that you know you can just have sabr and not pray and that's it but it's to say that look at where Allah is placing sabr next to salah next to the thing that makes us Muslims salah is what distinguishes between a kafir and a Muslim if a Muslim leaves salah there technically are no longer a Muslim because that's what makes them a Muslim. Salah, prayer. Because it's like a salah. It's like a string between you and Allah. If you leave it, it's cut. You have no you have no way of reaching Allah anymore. So to think that Allah puts sabr next to salah is speaking volumes at, from the beginning. And it is a burden and a big burden at that. Except for those who are humble. And the thing about humility with Allah is to understand that you are a human being and Allah is Allah. You know, and I don't think we realize that. Uh, sometimes we like are so bound within our human perception, within our human limitations, that we forget that Allah is everything that we are not. Allah sees what we can't see and Allah knows what we don't know and Allah created all of this so we by default we we can't fathom that we can't understand that except for those who are humble those who accept Allah is the all-knowing the all-wise Allah al-a'la al-rahman al-rahim Allah knows except for those who are humble who know that Allah is watching out for them. The Allah is the sustainer of all life. Allah is there. Allah knows. In Surah An-Nisa, Allah says, وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُخَفِّفَ عَنْكُمْ وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Allah needs to lighten the burden on you. Because man was created weak. We're created weak. And only a humble person is able to see that. Only a humble person knows and knows for a fact that if they if 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 all of us tried to do one thing it would not happen except by the will of Allah. Allah is in control of everything. Allah is in charge of absolutely everything. Allah is in charge of the beating of your heart. Allah is in charge of the splitting of your cells, the mitochondria of the cell. Allah is in charge of your brain functioning and those Neurons firing. Allah is in charge of everything. So when you realize that, then you realize, This is exactly for the humble people. This is what Allah prescribed for the humble people because these people already know this idea of tawakkul, the idea of putting your trust and faith in Allah. Putting everything that you have in the hands of Allah because Allah is al Makirin, the best of planners. This is already embedded in your brain. So then Allah says, yani, This is Allah telling you patience in prayer. So then we dive into this idea of okay, what is patience? If Allah put it next to prayer, it must be important. So what is patience? Here's the biggest misconception of patience. It's not just waiting around. You know, when we say be patient, you expect someone to hold still and not do anything. 
But patience is anything but staying still and not doing anything. Because when it's patience for Allah, it's using that time where you have all your all of your trust and, and faith in Allah while doing your dua, while praying, while reading the Quran, while asking Allah again and again and again and again to no end. That's real patience. Patience is never giving up despite what is happening. Despite the amount of kids that are being bombed every day. Patience is is asking Allah again and again and knowing that Allah is the best of planners. Because I know, I know how hard it is. I understand how painful it is to watch your own bloodline being massacred like this. I know. But then Allah says, in Allahumma sabirin. Allah is verily with the patient. Allah didn't just say that, like, Allah is with the patient. Allah is with the patient. Those who are patient, those who endure these times, knowing fully well that Allah is the best of planners. And I know this is not the thing that you want to hear right now, but I'm seeing people, you know, and I already talked about this on my Instagram, but I'm seeing people lose hope. In humanity, sure, but in Allah as well. And saying, I don't know where Allah is. Why is Allah letting this happen? And that's not the kind of question that a humble person asks. Because he says, it is a burden except for those who are humble. It's a burden on you because you're not humble. You're not humbling yourself to Allah. You're not understanding that Allah is the best of planners. I want to share with you guys a hadith. That has been circulating recently and it's making me happy that it's circulating because that's honestly what we need. The Prophet ﷺ said, How wonderful is the affair of the believer. For his affairs are all good and this applies to no one but the believer. If something good happens to him, he is thankful for it and that is good for him. And if he is harmed, he shows patience and thus there is good for him. A believer never loses. A believer never has anything to lose. If a believer has a lot, a believer is not losing a shred of anything. You know, and this reminds me of something that my friend was talking about. And this might be contentious to people who either don't believe or have weak faith or weak iman. Because if you hear this out of the blue, it might sound a little bit not right. Like It, it might not hit as it hit me but she said the state of palestine the people who are in palestine for them the muslims it's a win-win situation it's a win-win circumstance they're not losing anything if they win here they win the land they win their freedom they win the right to to worship and practice their faith how they please they win freedom in this dunya in this world but if they all get slaughtered if they all get martyred if they all reside with Allah then they're with Allah what do you want other than Allah 
And when you're a martyr, when you are killed for the sake of Allah, it's like a VIP ticket to Jannah. It's a VIP pass to be next to Allah. And every Muslim should be so jealous of that because sometimes when I hear that, when I listen to that, it makes me feel like I wish I was one of them. You know, but Allah knows. Allah never gives a soul more than it can bear. That's not my situation, but that's their situation. So when we see all of these martyred, all of these kids and families martyred, and we feel so bad. But why? They're next to Allah. And I get that like we have worldly affairs and you know, we do have to secure Al-Aqsa. Like there is interest in the eyes of the Muslims in Palestine because for us it, it's also a holy site. Like yes, we have Medina and Mecca as holy sites, but to us Masjid Al-Aqsa is so important. It's so 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 important. And so, yes, we're going to fight for it, but never ever feel any sh- shred or ounce of bad for the one who is martyred for the sake of Allah. They're next to Allah. They're looking down at you like, why are you crying? I'm next to Allah. Like, so that's something that, like, I think is a win win situation, you know? And at the end of the day, this is the dunya. Like, this is, we're all leaving this place anyway. We're all like departing from it one way or another. It doesn't matter. No one here is immortal. No one here is staying forever. And only the foolish one is going to build and build and build in this world. Thinking that it's going to come with them in the hereafter. Or they're going to take it to their grave. You're not taking anything to your grave. Heck, you're barely even taking clothes to your grave. And if you don't believe me that this world is nothing. If you're Muslim and you say... No, but this world really is like, I'm not going to do the talking. I'm going to let the hadith do the talking. Okay, there's this hadith that my mom always brings up when I get like heavily invested in something or, you know, I'm worried or stressed about something like I'm just really invested in this world. Like I I'm getting distracted. She says this hadith, which I'm going to read the translated version so everyone can understand. It says, were this world worth a wing of a mosquito? Do you see a mosquito? Not the mosquito, the wing of a mosquito. If it was worth the wing of a mosquito in the sight of Allah, he would not give the disbeliever a drink of water. Meaning that this world, this this dunya, this planet earth that we're on, is so absolutely insignificant to Allah. It's like, because if it did mean something, if it did have some sort of significance, then Allah would be just. Allah wouldn't let the disbelievers just like hang around and sit around and do whatever and and have all of these houses and, and all of this life and luxury. If it did, if it was worth something, that wouldn't be the case. But because it's so insignificant, because it's nothing. What is a wing of a mosquito? Nothing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Allah knows. Allah knows. Allah knows that we're fighting for it, we're killing for it. But at the end of the day, Muslims also must know. They must know that if this is what Allah thinks of the world, of, of the the planet Earth that we're on, then I don't want to be here. I want to be in Jannah. I don't, what do I have to do with this place, you know? I'll just do my test and I'll score well and I will leave. There's nothing more than that. Really, it's nothing more than that. You know, people can get invested. People can build buildings and and make things and create but I swear to God, like, if you only understood Allah sees no significance in this world. So why are you seeing significance in it? Giving it more than you should. So if Allah says this about this planet Earth, if Allah really sees it as that, almost nothing, worthless, so then... When Allah talks about Jannah, Allah describes it in the most beautiful way, in the most unimaginable ways. Allah actually sees Jannah as worthful. Jannah to Allah, it, it's, it's worth something. So to us, what is it? If this world where people have pleasure, where people think that this world is everything, and they like, they're, they're happy in it. If if this is nothing to Allah, so what is Jannah? You know, our brains can actually not fathom that. Our brain can barely fathom anything at this point. But like this specifically, this, I don't think anyone can come to fathom even a billionth of a percent. Because it's like, 
Allah talks about Jannah extensively. The abode, the hereafter, the eternal life, the garden. Allah talks about Jannah so beautifully. And this is how he talks about planet Earth. And we think planet Earth is fun. So then what is Jannah? So never think of the martyrs as like in a bad place. If only you knew. If only you knew. I think Allah had mercy on those who were murdered. And that's a fact. That's actually a fact. Allah definitely had mercy on those who were murdered. To be a martyr is such a mercy from Allah. You know, it's not for everyone. Allah handpicks them. Allah specifically picks the martyrs. So how are you not jealous of them? I know I am. It's not to say, you know, I'm tough enough to be a martyr. <laughs> it's in Allah's hands. Alhamdulillah. 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 I needed this more than you guys needed this. Damn. Um, Because I'm, I'm still processing my emotions. I'm still processing everything. And every day I see myself getting a little bit less attached. Uh, not only to this world, but to the situation. Like, I feel myself... Like, my, my soul is physically detaching from this world. Like, it's not... It's like I'm seeing life for what it is on this earth, which is purely just nothing more than a test. You know, and if you want to find me on that, like, yeah, no, but we want to be also like happy in this earth. We want to be happy in this life and, you know, seek some pleasure. Like what is, sure, like if, if you're, if you want to argue on that stance, you know, sure, go for it. But if this world is nothing to Allah, I don't want any part in like the distractions or anything. I just want to finish my test and leave. Because this world is nothing to Allah. So it's nothing to me. Why would I, why would I invest my energy and everything and things that have like no, no amount of, of fruitfulness. You know, if it's not connected to Allah, why? If this situation that's happening in Palestine is not opening up your eyes to this idea, I don't know what will, to be honest. You know, and I'm not here to like make everyone an example of you should be a better Muslim, but no, like if you can't see that this is happening for multiple reasons, and one of those reasons is that Muslims need to start understanding the amount of distractions they have in their lives. Because we do, we have a lot of distractions, but what is happening must make us wake up. And Allah didn't let it happen so that we're just watching and sharing and reposting and talking about it. No. Allah did it for so many reasons, and one of those reasons is to get closer to Him and to understand that this world is nothing. If people can leave that fast, if people leave within a second by a bomb, then... The well, it's nothing. I forgot this episode was about patience. I got so carried away. But I want to tell you guys about something that I found out about patience that I didn't know. 
Okay. There's three kinds of patience. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. The first one is patience in worshiping Allah and adhering to his commandments. So when we pray, when we fast in Ramadan, when we read our Quran every day, when we make the effort to get closer to Allah through these acts of worship, that requires a lot of patience because you don't start off really close sometimes. I know a lot of people who started off on the other end, on the other side. And so there's a lot of patience that you must endure in reaching the side that's closer to Allah. And not only that, but like being persistent in it, being determined to form it as a habit and waking up for Fajr every day. That is a commitment. That's not like you don't do that when you're on the fence about Allah. Like you do that knowing fully well that Allah is watching you and you continue and that's a commitment, but that requires patience. And that patience is only from Allah. You know, because whoever is patient, Allah will make them more patient. You know, it just requires on your end that you, you know, exert a little effort. And then Allah carries you into his embrace. Like Allah helps you all the way throughout your journey, your life, everything. But it just requires that you take the initial steps to keep it propelling and to keep this habit forming and building to better habits in the future. Because... You only ever want to get better. You only ever want to get closer to Allah. You don't want like to pray and then one day stop praying. No one wants that, obviously. But I know some people have that difficulty in their lives. Like that is their test. But understand that these do require patience. But it requires that you make the first step in having that patience. And then the next type of patience is patience in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience. Gosh, I could talk about this all day. In 2023, on social media, I could talk about this all day. I'm just saying. Um, avoiding sins and acts of disobedience. I almost don't want to get into that because I feel like I'm going to spend 20 minutes talking about that. But I'm just going to list a couple things. Like, um, I believe music is haram because it takes you away from Allah. Just, you know, there is dispute on that, but I choose the safe side and I don't want to bet, basically. I don't want to bet on my life like, mm, music is okay. And then come the hereafter, I'm like, crap, was it like not okay? <laughs> you know, like, I'm not betting on that. I'm staying on the safe side. I'm saying no music, thanks. Uh, have on relationships. Guys, what's up? What's up? You guys, <laughs> my friends, please, what's What's going on? You know, I'm not going to get into too much detail because I want to save that for an episode in the future, but I don't like how common it is now. It scares me. Uh, I understand why it might take place. There's multiple reasons, but I just, the idea of it makes me a little sick to my stomach, but you know, it is what it is. Everyone has their own test. Uh, acts of disobedience. Some people drink alcohol. Some Muslims drink alcohol like it's water. Cheers, I guess, you know? I bet that's delicious because you're not getting any in the hereafter. Respect. I love how I'm like exposing everyone. No, guys, I'm just saying like this stuff requires patience to avoid these things because they're tempting. Do you know what I mean? Like it's something that pulls you in, but you have to actively say no 
so you don't get sucked into that rabbit hole of sinning and disobedience and everything and the thing is it's hard like i'm not saying it's easy i'm i'm saying that like everyone has their own test but to actively avoid it right here right now where we are it's freaking hard you know and it really does uh depend on your circle of influence and there's there's a lot that goes into this i might make another video on this whole sex of patience but definitely i want to do a video on how on relationships i love how i'm like making video ideas in the middle of a video third patience which is the patience that we're dealing with today patience with the decree of allah and calamities allah knows allah sees allah hears allah in the way that is befitting to allah allah doesn't hear the way we hear guys allah doesn't see the way we see allah doesn't know the way we know it's like it's not the same way of oh i know Allah's knowledge, Allah's wisdom surpasses anything that we can fathom. Anything. We think we, like when we hear about Allah knowing and seeing, we think, oh, just like us, like seeing with eyeballs. No. No, like you, that's, you're reducing Allah to something that is not befitting to Allah. You're reducing Allah to your to your human conditions and abilities. That's not Allah. There's not much said about the way Allah is in terms of physicality. But that's not that's not even a a, a thing to talk about when we're talking about Allah because it's Allah. Allah who created everything and everyone. And so you want to put some like some image to him and again when i use him allah is not uh, bound to any gender him is just this general term of them in arabic but them might include polytheism and we adhere to strict monotheism so we say him them would be a little <laughs> crossing the line okay anyway Patience with the decree of Allah and calamities. This goes back uh, to a concept called Qadr. And my friend Safa did a beautiful episode on this. I'm going to link it in the description below, inshallah. Uh, she also has a podcast. She's starting out and she's got, I think, three episodes pumped out as of now. And she just, she talks about it so beautifully. Allah doesn't just decree for the sake of decreeing. Allah the all-wise, the all-knowing, when he decrees something, kun fayakun, it just is, and it comes about. And so who are we to say, yeah, but why is it happening like that? Humble yourself. Who do you think you are to say that? Literally, who do you think you are? With all due respect, Allah, the best of planners, the all-knowing, the all-wise, the all-merciful. You need to understand that. Once you understand that, it opens a door to this life that I don't think can be opened otherwise. And it actually really does make you see this life as purely, you know, a test. Because you think you're the one that's putting everything in action and making things happen when it's a law. Allah is doing everything. Allah is the best of planners and you don't know. You can't see 
five minutes into the future. You can't see a single millisecond into the future. How do you think, how do you, how do you think you know as much as a lot to say something like, okay, but why is it happening like this? So really, it's a matter of understanding our human limitations and understanding that, wallahi al-azim, yani, we possess no ounce of anything to speak on it like that. bro. I don't even want to be Allah from being those kinds of people who question Allah. Because that's scary. That's actually scary. To question Allah and to ask why. And to be in doubt of Allah's plan. Allah la yaj'alna minhum because it's so scary. I'm going to wrap this up by sharing the story that I saw when I was looking at some tafasir from the ayat. He was talking about a student that came into the masjid and he looked stressed and worried. And then a sheikh was like, your soul looks hungry. So what do you think that means? Your soul looks hungry. Your soul looks hungry is almost saying you are in need of Quran. You're stressed, you're worried, you're anxious. Okay, what was the Quran sent for? A textbook to abide by? A syllabus for life? Like, guys, what do you think the Quran is? Because I, I promise you 100%, 100%, you're not taking advantage, as much advantage of the Quran as you can be. As you can and as you should. Including myself, I'm with you guys. Astaghfirullah, <laughs> but like we're we're in this together, but we're not taking advantage of the Quran as much as we should, as much as we are able to, as much as Allah allowed us to be able to take advantage of the words in the Quran. Allah gave us this ability to read and to understand, and we have a brain, and we have the ability to read. And we spend that time doing tedious things like scrolling or watching YouTube or watching a TV show or watching a movie. Allah gave us a a book that has his words in it. And you think, yeah, I'll like read a bit of it every day, you know, and like every Friday, maybe, maybe it's a little cat. You know, and then every now and then I'll like revisit Surah Al-Baqarah. And maybe, maybe, maybe Surah Al-Mulk before I sleep. Maybe. That's it? Is that it? Allah gave you this book, that's it? I almost have no words because this includes me in it, guys. I'm here too. I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well. We should be ashamed. No, we should actually be ashamed. No one tell me, no, Farah, no, no shame, no shame. Shame on you. Shame. Actual shame. Actual, legitimate shame. I, yani, we have this book of light sitting next to our beds, on our bedside. And there's words of pure light and comfort and wisdom and... What? The other day, I was driving to uni... And I, I said this on my story, and I wanted to put some Quran because I felt so, so irritated. So my heart felt like it was being squeezed, you know, and, and put under pressure, like in a container that's getting smaller and smaller. That's how my heart felt. 
and this was after you know the thing that happened in Palestine and so I put you know out of nowhere I decided to put Surat Al-Anfal why Surat Al-Anfal? I don't know I don't know a voice came inside of me that said let's put Surat Al-Anfal it was talking about Ghazwat Badra the battle of Badra which was the battle that was between the Muslims that have that had recently migrated from Mecca to Medina against the people that were still in Mecca because they hated the Muslims with with like a zest they hated them with a passion and so when this battle took place there were a thousand disbelievers in Mecca that were like excited and legitimately excited to cut all the heads off the Muslims because of the amount of disruption they caused in the economy and society as a whole because when Islam came it wasn't just like Islam no Islam was about to overthrow the government like it was it was literally threatening those in power and those in power didn't like that they thought that I want to stay in power I don't want this thing called Islam to ruin that and so they had a really heated burning passion of hate for Islam you know whereas the Muslims they were only 300 1000 to 300 so that's for every person there's three people that can attack him that's not fair that's not fair uh, 300 to a thousand people that's not equal and mind you they had less weapons and they had less armory and they had less you know animals and herd to get the job done and how is it that how is it that they won Allah sent down angels to fight with the Muslims and Allah was talking about that in Surah Al-Anfal and how you like you doubt like you're doubting that this army of Muslims is going to loot because they're just less is that what is that why you're doubting it really so we we're doubting because when I go back to what I said man was created weak man cannot really understand the depth of a lot of things man can only know so much man see man think what he see is all there is basically man is not really smart okay so when we when we look at these numbers when we look at these figures we're so we're so bounded by our human brain to think that like 300 is so less than a thousand like how is the 300 going to win but then you forget that Allah Allah is in charge Allah the best of planners is in charge Allah the most wise the most knowing the most merciful is in charge and Allah said Kun fayakun. Allah said the Muslims are going to win the Muslims are going to win Halas. end of deal end of discussion so it's really it goes back to humbling ourselves and understanding that Allah knows and we don't know and so when I was listening to that first of all I was so happy that I put the Quran on I like I keep reminding myself that like how much I'm depriving myself of the Quran because I'm really depriving myself of so much of so much light and so much wisdom but then how come that Allah told me to put that surah on and me not knowing that it had to do with the Battle of Badr, like one of the battles famous for its lack of equality in terms of both sides. 
honestly, my soul really was hungry in that moment. My soul was starved. My soul was, my soul had its belly making those sounds. Those, you know. <laughs> honest to God. And when I put the Quran, it felt like it was fed. Khalas. On to our next mission. On to our next task. But never leave the Quran. The Quran is like... It's a mercy from Allah. And I just... I'm in awe of, of what just happened. Like, Allah told me to put Salat al-Infal. It was such a small, subtle voice in my head that said that. Let's put Salat al-Infal. Okay, but why that surah? So, meaning, I didn't pick the surah. Allah picked the surah. And I was just there. And I played it. And I realized. And it was so comforting to hear everything that Allah said about the battle of Badr. About jihad. About the Muslims. About faith in Allah. And not doubting. It felt like I was being heard in the depths of my soul. By Allah. Subhanallah alazim. I'm going to cap it off here, you guys. I don't know this is not the episode that you guys wanted. But more than anything, to be honest, uh, I wanted to mostly process this situation and basically film it for all to see. So this was this episode was that. Because I know we can all start to become hopeless after all the deaths that we're seeing. But then think about what I said about the martyrs. Think about what I said about the Quran and think about what I said about patience oh and beautiful patience I didn't even get to that a beautiful patience فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ is in Surah Yusuf I think I'm going to get to that another day but I think I covered patience well enough for you to understand that we all have some work to do in our Iman and trust in Allah and that we are not consuming as much Quran as we all should be Alhamdulillah da'iman wa abidhan. Allahumma lak alhamd da'iman wa abidhan. I'm going to see you guys in the next episode. And I want you guys to educate yourself first and foremost. And to have a lovely, wonderful day. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.